Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. I've got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Game one of the 115th edition of the World Series goes to our nation's capital as the Washington Nationals take down the Houston Astros 5-4 in a highly anticipated pitching duel. Max Scherzer comes out on top of Garrett Cole. Scherzer finished with five innings pitched, two earned runs, seven strikeouts, and three walks. Cole, however, went seven innings pitched, allowing five earned runs, six strikeouts, and one walk. For the Nationals, Juan Soto also got involved. He went three for four, including a solo shot off of Garrett Cole in the fourth inning. So the series is up for the Nationals, one to nothing. Game two is tonight as they stay in Houston. Nationals taking on the Astros, 8 p.m. Fox. Steven Strasburg versus Justin Verlander on the mound. The Nats are still underdogs. They're a plus 160 on the money line. And the over-under is 7.5 total runs. And, guys, the odds to win the World Series have changed. The Nationals are now even at plus 100, going from plus 200 yesterday. Uh, so I hope oh, you guys got good. that value uh, yesterday of placing bets. Um, we're moving right along here to the NBA. The season has begun, and the Toronto Raptors unveiled their championship banner and received their championship rings, the largest ever in any NBA championship history, by the way. Uh, the Raptors came out on top in overtime, 130-122 to over the Pelicans. Fred Van Vliet went off for a career-high 34 points. Pascal Siakam also finished with 34 points and 18 rebounds before fouling out uh, in the fourth quarter. For New Orleans, Brandon Ingram finished with 22 points and 5 assists, and Josh Hart finished with a double-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds. Hey, Fasano. What's up, Dane? Does, uh, does Drake get a ring? He actually asked. Uh, he did get a ring, but he made a custom ring. He asked for a custom ring out of somebody in Beverly Hills, a designer. Uh, from Beverly uh, Hills. I forget his name, but uh, he took it to the jeweler or something like that. Yeah, he took it to the jeweler. Uh, he got a championship ring with the team, I believe, and he got a custom ring. So he has. Oh, two that's nice because he rings. does have like an official ambassador or something. He's like an actual part of the yeah. team in some capacity. So I wondered if he got one. I, th- I, I I didn't see him last night though. Yeah, he was actually he was courtside. Uh, he was dancing he was around there, the team. Right. Yeah, he was there. Um, but it's, right. yeah, he he has two rings, I guess now. So uh, like they announced like the assistant general manager, you know, to go up and get a ring. Mm-hmm. I thought you know the crowd could have popped for Drake one yeah. last time. I think he. But, uh, I think it was just understood that he was getting one. You know what I mean? He's always side. He's always courtside anyway. So it's like but he had to get a custom one. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. He used to get a custom one. They were playing. That, uh, that they got line bling, I guess, huh? Well, they were playing. Uh, I got a really big team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. It was very funny. Uh, they should have had him like perform it or something. But anyway, go ahead. You would think, but we digress. Uh, the second game on the slate last night, guys. Uh, I guess there's a new king in Los Angeles. Don't tell Vem O'Brien downstairs. Uh, the Clippers took down the Lakers 112 to 102. Kawhi Leonard makes his West Coast debut, dropping 30 points on uh, the Lakers. Lou Williams added 21 points and seven assists off the bench. Good bench That's production. That's the real king. Yeah, good Lou bench production Williams. from the Clippers last I, I night. I want to be like Lou Williams when I grow up. <laughs> Lou Williams coming off the bench and dominating uh, on prime. You know about prime. that, right, Sano? What's that? You are on a, uh, Lou Williams has for a long time been able to maintain two girlfriends really? who know, know about each other and are all good with the situation. Yeah, he's got a thruple. He's my MVP. Hey, good for him. If you're happy, yeah. be happy, you know. More yeah. the merrier for uh, Lou Williams. <laughs> for the Lakers, though, LeBron G. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
Venmo says people call me Lou Williams, but I digress. We Venmo thinks he could take the WNBA by himself. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're moving right along. The Lakers, uh, LeBron James finished with 18 points, uh, near triple, du- near triple double, 18 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. And Anthony Davis in his debut for the Lakers, 25 points, 10 rebounds. I thought he would hit the over on his rebound prop, but unfortunately, he came up a little short. Uh, sticking with the NBA guys, more drama with China as they did not air the NBA opening night games. Uh, the league's streaming partner, Tencent, also only chose to air. The Lakers and Clippers, they did not air the Raptors and Pelicans. And also outside the Staples Center to add more fuel to the fire, a group of protesters, about 60 to 70 people, handed out T-shirts with the quote, Fight for Freedom, Stand for Hong Kong uh, on the front. Are we, are we going to be hearing this all season? I know it's just game one. It's the first slate. Like, Are we going to be dealing with this all season with this China and stand up for Hong Kong and this and that? I mean, I thought we put it behind us. I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, have... Did we put Black Lives Matter behind us? I mean, protest a protest. True, true. You know, and activism is activism. I, I, I don't know that we get to say if it's, if we've put it behind us or not. Sure. Are we, are we expecting China to just black out the rest of the NBA season? I mean, that's that's but, what it's looking but like. But they right didn't, now. did they? They no? didn't black out, they, did they? They they let they one only, game go. Yeah, they let what? What game was that? They, the the Lakers second game, game. was Clipper. Yeah. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this last night. It was actually, it, this is what I saw in the broadcast, and I think maybe this explains it. Um, but this was uh, this is what showed up on my uh, my picture there. Again, it's probably nobody there to actually flip it over, though, is there? Hey, Brian. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, you, uh, you, uh, there we there go. You go. He didn't want to show it because LeBron James is in the picture. Yes, there it is. Yes. All right, we got a full slate of NBA games tonight, too. Uh, so you guys will get updated from Joe and Dane on that. Going to send it back to them on Make It Rain, helping you win some cash this Wednesday morning. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Hour number two here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Uh, we look to make it rain. I'm Joe Mary. He's Dane Martinez. Big night last night, of course, World Series game one. NBA game one for four teams. But that will continue tonight as a full slate of NBA action will be coming your way as will game two of the, uh, of the World Series. So a uh, little more on the line here tonight, but. Many of you will have the opportunity to be able to root on your uh, your favorite NBA team as most everyone is back in action here today. And, of course, uh, on the East Coast, I know there's going to be an awful lot of people watching the Philadelphia 76ers take on the Boston Celtics, right? The Kings of the East. It'll be interesting to see uh, those two teams uh, take off. But it is a reminder, guys, that let's face it, it is a long season uh, in the NBA. A lot can happen, but along the way, the best part about the NBA is that you'll have action uh, pretty much every night of the week. You'll be able to go at it, then you'll be able to make some money profiting off of uh, what exactly happens here in the NBA. And tonight is no different, as you'll have about uh, 10 games on the card, plus the Major League Baseball, and we'll all be getting ready. We got college football again uh, early this week, and... I really don't know why the NFL is not flexing out the Washington Redskins, but Dane, we're going to be forced to watch that 
And we got the Dolphins on Monday night this week, also. Yeah, it, uh, yeah against the Steelers, right? <laughs> like this could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, just, that's a huge yeah, one. This, uh, and Joe, by the way, uh, tonight. God. NYCFC gets their playoff run kicked off. They had their first round bye. They host right. Toronto in the Eastern Conference semis tonight, but the game will be played at City Field, Joe, despite the fact that the Yankees have been bumped out. They didn't have enough time to prepare the stadium. So the one seed in the East gets going at City Field tonight as well against uh, Toronto. Well, they can always go play at uh, MetLife too because there's nobody really yeah, using I... that stadium either unless they, they don't want to deal with ghosts. Uh, unfortunately, uh, apparently Maybe the old be stadium is, knows? is running with it. But, uh, yeah, there's some issues there with the New York Jets. Not happy. Mike Tomlin says that the Dolphins are a very capable group. Okay. Sure they are. All right. We'll get to your headlines. We'll get you ready for week eight of the NFL season. We'll do that coming up here. Let's make it rain. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pressure is on tonight. Game two of the World Series as the Houston Astros will send Justin Verlander to the mound in hopes of uh, getting this series tied up in one game apiece. Strasburg uh, going for the Nationals. Two guys with an awful lot of pressure in uh, in different ways, but pressure nonetheless here. As we uh, as we look at the line of this game, of this series now, Dane, uh, we, we know that the Nats closed uh, around a uh, plus 180 underdog last night. They cashed that, cashed the first five, cashed pretty much everything there. Uh, while the uh, the money kept pouring in on the Houston Astros and Garrett Cole last night, uh, it opened up uh, right around that plus 160 mark with Strasburg uh, this morning again uh, hovering around minus 185 for the Astros. Has any of that changed? Are we still looking at seven and a half for the total as well? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we are. Like I mentioned before, last hour, we are a little bit higher than yesterday. We're at seven okay. and a half and uh, Houston minus 185, Strasburg and the Nats plus 160. Yeah, it's uh, and seven and a half, obviously, the six and a half was right. uh, was a lot of people joining that didn't think that was going to be juice today is battle. on the under, though. Similarly, it's, pl- it's yeah, minus 125, it, it, the under seven and a half. Yep, I can see that happening too as well because now people are, you're still going to get the people going, wow, that can't, they can't score runs like that for two games in a row. But here's the deal uh, tonight. We obviously, Verlander's pressure stems from the fact that you cannot allow this team to go down 0 2. Uh, you cannot allow Washington to head back to Washington and you have lost complete home field advantage having to win. You know, in essence, three games, you know, at least two out of three on the road. It's a difficult task to do, especially in a National League park where you lose a bat. Uh, so this is this is kind of a, uh, a really backed into a tough place for Verlander and company. Now, Strasburg, same way. Also pressure on him, but pressure from the standpoint of they only got five innings out of Scherzer last night. They had to bring in Corbin. They had to go to the bullpen. They had Daniel Hudson. They had Sean Doodler. They had Tanner. 
So they desperately need the Nationals as well for Strasburg to eat up some innings here tonight. They need him. They can't have another situation where Strasburg's coming out in the fifth inning and they got to go to that bullpen. Every time they do that, it lessens the opportunity of them actually, you know, winning the game. So I do think both of these guys have pressures for different reasons, but Strasburg's got to go out there for the Nationals. He's got to dominate some innings. He's got to go at least six, seven innings here, Dane, at the least. You would think so, but then on the flip side, you also know that the Astros know that, and they're going to be taking pictures, working counts, and doing it that way. So we shall see. But, you know, Strasburg, you know, I'll look at it like this. This is quite possibly his last start of the season. You know, Mm -hmm. it could be, especially if they get a win. So you got to empty the tank, man. You'll rest up in the offseason. I've said it before on other starts. For me, Strasburg is still the best option with one out in the sixth and him at 95 pitches. He's still the best option over some of the guys we're going to bring in. So I say empty the tank tonight. Yeah, it's it really is for them. It's let's go. Let's see what you have. But there is no doubt that the Verlander we have gotten this postseason is not necessarily the Verlander that we have known and you know it comes it happens guys you know he starts uh that's a lot of starts a lot of a lot of dominating between him and Cole there for a long stretch of the season starting to get a little wear and tear balls are starting to come over to plate a little bit more all of a sudden that curveball doesn't curve as much then you make yep. a few mistakes and especially against these two teams and we we watched Scherzer make a couple of mistakes last night and guess what it, it got him into trouble uh, and the same thing with, uh, you know, with Garrett Cole. So who makes the little mistakes and who's going to be able to go some distance? Because I do think the same thing holds true for the Astros. I don't know that you want your bullpen to uh, right. to have to come in here in the fifth inning either. This is not ideal. So, yeah, Verlander is going to have to go and Strasburg is going to have to go. I do happen to think my initial feeling is that these two guys will be up to the task. I, I don't know that we're going to get nine, 10 runs like we did last night. I do think it'll be a, uh, a tight game here. Uh, and I don't know whether or not they're going to give uh, Strasburg the opportunity maybe to work ahead. We watched them do this, this Houston team with the Yankee pitchers where you want to try to get ahead, be my guest. They were smashing first pitch strikes all over the place. Uh, and they're only hitting 208 as a team, guys. So they left how many runners on base last night? 11? They were 11. three for – what were they for runners in three of 12 or something along those like, lines? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it, you and know, that's they, what it comes uh, down to. But guess what, it Joe? It comes down to it. Yep. That's a 200 batting average, the same yep. as what they are hitting for the entire playoffs. It just yep. so happened they got the clutch in the right spots against the Yankees. But they were that's hitting correct. the same level in the ALCS. Yep, absolutely. And – uh, the other interesting thing I pulled out of last night, Dan, was the way Corbin kind of dominated mm. them in that inning there. The lefty coming in with the, you know, guys throwing 83 mile an hour curveballs, breaking 86. Mile, he's not throwing 98 like Scherzer was, but he also faced a ton of righties. And those guys didn't have a clue. So, you know what I mean? So it's interesting the dynamic that Corbin brings to the table because I do think he is going to be. The game three starter. That was nothing more than a bullpen day yesterday. Is right. that correct? That throw day. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be so, Granky Corbin. But I would think so. Well, they haven't announced it yet. Right. But the interesting thing is you have Sanchez available, which really right. makes it 
Uh, you know what I mean? That's to me is advantage Washington because uh, why we all we we he's like the forgotten guy, but all he's yeah. done is Seven go and out third, there and hit innings his last start. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And no, but he was even doing that in September when they needed sure. to win games. Like it was. And maybe they like pitcher. Corbin as a maybe they like Corbin as a high leverage lefty also. Yes, you know. I agree. Yep. And I there's agree. a couple of specific batters in that order for Houston that. You know, maybe that's the way Martinez, they're going to go after it. Uh, you know, yes. and it's interesting. There is a reason he hasn't announced it yet. I, I, I'm I, with you, man. I I think so, too. It, no big deal. He only threw about 20 pitches, I think, last night, Corbin, anyway. So, not – he can go game three, no problem. That game would, of course, be at home. Um, but that Annabelle Sanchez, to me – yeah. That having the ability to throw that out there and know that you've got three games coming up where the pitchers are going to hit as well. It's yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a it's a tough situation for them. With right NL, now. With NL Park being in the middle there. That's a yeah. decent point, Joe. You know, this yeah. idea that maybe they get more bang for their buck spreading them out because he's only going to go in the NL Park what, two times through the order anyway, and That's then correct. if it's a close game, they're going to pinch hit for him. So you're not maximizing Corbin in that yep. game three spot. Maybe they like him better as a situational guy, which is crazy, yep. but like the way people are cobbling it together these days. Have they put the series pr- updated series prices out yet and, uh, on FanDuel for, uh, we know it was, they were they were over a two-to-one favorite, guys. The Astros were yesterday ahead of time in this more. series. Uh, the Astros are minus 120. The Nats oh, are even a, money. Wow, what a difference a day That's makes, guys. Yep. So if you are waiting to see what the now might be the time to hop on the uh, to hop on that train. If you still like the Astros, you can get them at a much better price right now than you were going to be able to uh, before last night's game. And if they go down 2-0, Dane, I can I can only imagine that we'd be looking at. Yeah, we'd be looking at a minus number now, minus 120, maybe minus 150 for the now. Although at 2-0, doesn't that give you a serious lay? Are we looking at maybe even a higher price? You would think so. But, I mean, like what I'm interested in is, you know, they have those bets like uh, series series score after three games or after four games. Those mm-hmm. could be interesting as well because of what we're talking about now, the way the pitching kind of matches up going right. back to uh, going back to Washington. But no, I think that I think they're going to be slow to move the series price because that creates liability for them. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, there's so, it was so much of a big number to start that I don't know that they want people like Mattress Mac being able to hedge mid series. Are we going to have uh, – and it was we talked about the prop bets last night too. We remember yes. the strikeout props with uh, – yeah. Col- Cole didn't get there. Um, no. I don't think Strauser got uh, – Scherzer got there either, did he? I, uh, he had a six-and-a-half number, and we were scratching our head with that, but I don't Scherzer know that he got seven. He got seven, so he did get it. Okay, he so he got seven. it. Yeah, he did now, get Cole, it. Cole got the ten or no? No, he struck out six in seven innings. Okay. Uh, we'll take a look at the uh, the other props uh, tonight and uh, maybe even series MVP numbers that have shifted. We'll do that coming up here. Getting ready. Game two, World Series next on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. season it started last night it is underway and you unlike uh, lebron can dunk on your nba dfs competition using dailyroto.com how about you compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the dailyroto.com optimizer it's the most accurate projections in nba dfs plus you'll get lineup alerts breaking news late swap support and much more save 10 percent now on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's right. DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK and get your 10% off now. And keep in mind, DailyRoto.com is certainly where millionaires are made. And welcome in here to the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri's Dane Martinez here as we look to make it rain. Uh, plenty of games to get to here tonight. But, Dane, I wanted to. Uh, focus here for a couple of minutes on what happened uh, yesterday in the NFL, certainly from a fantasy perspective and the ability for uh, teams. Maybe there are with San, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders chaining places as well as Sanu and the possibility of, and you mentioned a couple of other interesting names and I keep seeing his name popping up all over the place here. And I, and I'm sure, I don't know if anybody held on to him, but Antonio Brown continues to be mentioned here, guys. Um, and you're going to love this. Uh, Cleveland seems to be the biggest name coming up with oh, it. God. Uh, yeah, wouldn't that be great? Um, but you did mention some other interesting guys yeah. uh, along the lines. How about um, maybe the possibility of Kenyon Drake heading to Detroit? You know, there are some there are some interesting. How about Kareem Hunt, who's going to be available here in a couple of weeks? Right. You know, Kareem Hunt is a trade bait. Uh, Jay Ajayi is still out there. Mm-hmm. We know that, um, by the way, the as much as they got Sanu is great, they're still in the market for a tight end. They yep. tried to made a play on O.J. Tyler Howard. Eifert. Yeah, to Eifert, go there. O.J. Somebody's going to be out there. So yep. initially what happened now, is there any moves to make for people at this point? I think so. I think there is. So first of all, you mentioned Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi worked out for the Arizona Cardinals yesterday, and the Cardinals responded by signing Alfred Morris. Okay? So that's all I think you need to know about there Jay Ajayi go. and his point. potential right now. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> if, a view, view, if a team views him as less than Alfred Morris, you don't need him. All right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in any event, let's go one by one here. In the Sanu deal, right, I think the winner here is Calvin Ridley and Austin Hooper because, you mm. know, that, that's where the rest of the targets are going to go. All right, but I I think it's a small move. I think the Manny Sanders trade provides a lot more opportunity. Listen, Cortland Sutton was already owned and is ascending as that stud wideout. But don't forget about Deshaun Hamilton. That was the number three wide receiver who now becomes the number two wide receiver. And I think, especially during bye weeks, Deshaun Hamilton may mm-hmm. become fantasy relevant. So that's a name to know. Obviously, it's not a trade, but the carry on Johnson injury, him being put on IR to my dismay, because, you know, I've been on some carry on 
on mm-hmm. all season. It's going to be Ty Johnson who takes early down work, and it looks like J.D. McKissick in the passing game. So both of those guys become relevant. But I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit does go outside the organization for some additions to a committee. And I bring up Kenyon Drake because he's a name that we've heard is on the market. Miami's selling everybody. And now there's an opening in Detroit. And like I mentioned, Matt Patricia and uh, Flores, they got history together, both from New England. Uh, Melvin Melvin Gordon, people are thinking about, could be on the move now that Detroit is an opening. Um, But what I'll also say is if Kenyon Drake goes, Joe, you know, keep an eye. Like, you tell me. What's up with Mark Walton down there in Miami? Like, has he been actually productive and, like, getting opportunity along with a guy like Balazs? If Drake is no longer there, well, how do you think the pie would be split up between Kalen Balazs and Mark Walton? Yep. I, well, you've uh, I think you've seen it, too, with the, what the kid brings at the table. He's a little guy. He reminds me a lot like um, Darren Sproles, where yeah. he gets behind those giant offensive linemen and defensive guys can't find him. And before you know it, the problem with him is he was arrested five times in two months, which is why Cincinnati let him go. And I think they're still wait and see with him to see if he can actually stay out of trouble because... You know, when you get arrested that many times and Cincinnati lets you go, oh, my word. Um, But I do like his potential, and I know Miami loves his potential here. So between him and Balazs, they're both the same back. All right, well, that then, but but here's the thing, but neither one of them can mm-hmm. carry, like, the load, right? So they'll no. all get opportunity. That's and correct. fantasy is a volume game, right? And if yep. one big piece of the pie, Kenyon Drake, is removed, that is yep. going to be more opportunity. I like Ty Johnson a lot, especially this week against the Giants. But after that, you got to watch that, out because right. they may look, they may yep. look to, uh, for options outside of the organization. Yeah, it uh, it could happen. It, I think a bunch of teams are going to look uh, a little bit different here as yeah. some teams are trying to dismantle and get ready for the, like the, NBA, you know, the salary cap the situations. Uh, yeah, Atlanta is screwed one way or the other with all the money they got tied up there. That uh, It would be interesting to see what they're going to do with Devonta Freeman and company in the offseason because they're a mess. Uh, but I do think the rich got a little bit richer here over the weekend. I, I think Sanu, who had no problem getting open ever, even with Atlanta, um, yeah, going to be uh, a real easy time now with uh, with the New England Patriots, who let's they were suffering, man. I mean, I couldn't even tell you who those guys were on the field against the Jets, man. Like, oh, he was on a practice squad. He was like, what? Like, this is this is what they're down to. So. I'll be interested to see what Shanahan does with Sanders, too, now, because we know how right. focused they are on the run. We keep hearing that this passing game is coming with Garoppolo. Is it? Is it really? I mean, because it doesn't look like he was all that thrilled with the guys he's got on the team right now. And that's fair, Joe. But remember, what I've been saying about San Fran is also like just the committee of running backs, the different types right. of receivers they have. And Manny Sanders is interesting complement to that whole picture, right? You got Goodwin, who's already that deep threat. You got guys like Debo Samuel, who's a Swiss Army knife. Now you have Manny Sanders, who's more of a kind of like professional slot guy, chain mover. So I I think they are adding to kind of just, you know, what they can do, the different ways they can go. And I really like what San Fran is building out there. But listen, he would be immediately the kind of most name recognition value wide receiver they have for the 49ers right now. 
I'm wondering if uh, if they stop with Sanders too at Denver. I, do they go Chris Harris? Do they start Maybe. to unload some of these uh, some of these Maybe. guys? You know, in that uh, on that defense at this point. I can see that. I think that's possible. Yeah. Remember, you know, Bradley Chubb got hurt already, so they're done. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean. Denver has to look themselves in the mirror and realize that yep. they're probably not a contender right now. And then, nope. like we say in Major League Baseball, like we say in the NBA, if this is what's happening in the NFL, we're going to see more trades than ever before. So fantasy players, watch what you think, because the depth charts are going to get shuffled around a little bit in the next week and a half. I don't know if you've heard anything over there, but there were a few reports uh, yesterday that um, that came down regarding Robbie Anderson and the Jets, where teams yeah. are calling the Jets left and right for him. I, is he a guy that you think is is he a possibility? Would the Jets move on from Robbie Anderson at this point in the season? I guess they could. I, I personally wouldn't want them to. I think Robbie Anderson is part of the solution uh, mm-hmm. long term here and him growing with Darnold together um, is what I would prefer. Right. But, you know, if, if that's what Joe Douglas wants to do, uh, you know, I, I think we realize that they are in in sell mode instead of buy mode, uh, you know, as as the season went off the rails because of mono. Well, it came out yesterday too uh, the whole uh, ghost thing and being my yeah. up, and there was a big hoopla about yeah. NFL films allowing that to be broadcast, which yeah, is not part Sammy of the deal. There, well, it makes him look terrible because he's never going to yeah. live that down. I mean, that's know, the problem. Every that? time he throws yeah. an interception, and it's like the bus the reason- for for Sanchez. Yeah, but it makes like people. I don't think people understand that there is a condition that comes with allowing your players to be mic'd up. You do right. realize, like quarterbacks forever have been getting mic'd up on Monday night. How many of you ever heard during a bad game leave a soundbite that will last them forever? It doesn't happen, right. and the reason being not because they're not saying things, guys, but simply well, because the, the NFL, the team, there's a giant understanding. It says, "Do not make our guys look bad, look otherwise bad. Right. we don't cooperate." Like you just, you right now for his what the butt fumble was to Sanchez. He's now Ghost Boy. There's no, I don't know how the hell he, he recovers from that. So I get yeah. the anger. There should be anger yeah. in there. Somebody screwed up. Somebody shouldn't like have Daniel let that Jones hasn't said something like that, or Kyler Murray didn't say they something like have. that. Always. You know, exactly. Or yeah. you don't hear, hear, like, arguments yeah. on the sideline between players and coaches or whatever Correct. it is. But now this has been framed as that Sam Darnold is scared out there, that he's seeing ghosts, yep. that he can't read coverages, and that's BS. Yep. And that's that's their fault for allowing that to happen, because why would you allow your players like why would you ever if I'm the Jets or anybody else? Why would I allow you want we want to mic our guy up? Well, no, nah, I don't think so, man, because like, I, I can't trust I do you it. now to you no. know what I mean? This isn't a court of law like where everything's out in the open. Right. Like if, what if, the, if, if ESPN <laughs> or Monday Night Football wanted right. to, you know, that there was another clip they played of gays. Like, just mm-hmm. talking to Sam Donald one-on-one and being like, right. it's all right. Let's come on back. We get the ball in the second half. We're still in this. Like, that was like le- normal coaching, right? Exactly. That doesn't expose someone. And that's right. the difference. And why the hell, if I'm anybody on the Jets, if I'm Joe Douglas, if I'm Adam Gaze, why the anybody. hell would I agree? Yeah, you can mm-hmm. mic us up again where you may take that and put it out there and make me look bad. Nope, yeah. ain't going to happen. There's a reason why it's never happened, why we don't have that soundbite for any other quarterback or player, guys. It's because it's understood. 
NFL right. Films, ESPN, there, and some sort of buffer in between. Somebody looked at that and said, you know what, play it. Somebody gave them yep. the okay to play Someone it. Okay. it was, Who was that person? But that yeah. was messed up. He is now, uh, he's moved on from butt fumble. He's now ghost boy. He ain't living that down, guys, ever. Every interception, which is terrible. It's BS, actually. All right, coming up, we'll uh, we'll talk about our Make It Rain plays of the day next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get ready. We got game two tonight. We got the NBA. We've got some uh, early line movement in the NFL, too, for a week eight uh, coming up here. Some very interesting games and some value right away, too, Dane, on this uh, card. And uh, we'll start. We just talked with those New York Jets. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars opened up as a, a four and a half point favorite, and I am seeing uh, the line has moved to six in a lot of places. Dan, I don't know if it's hit that at FanDuel yet, but the New York Jets are uh, are now going to be getting six points against uh, Minshew and company there on the road. And this is a classic case uh, as well as, and I'll also mention it too, uh, the Jets and the Chargers are two teams that have monster value here this week because of perception and reality. Uh, yeah. The Jets, obviously, this is we've talked about recency bias, guys, right? Uh, how many times have we told you it creeps in? Well, it's creeping in here because what they just saw from the Jets getting shut out. Nobody even remembers what they look right. like against the Cowboys. Nobody's even exactly. talking about it. We're talking about everything else. So now the money is just hammering the other way. Jags are getting minus six. Oh, there's no way Sam Darnold's afraid of ghosts, yada, yada, yada. Okay, let me know how that works out uh, at the end of the day. And the Chargers, same situation. Only they're going to Chicago, and you've got a situation where Chicago at home, Mitchell Trubisky, um, I'm seeing this line move too. initially opened up at, uh, I believe at five or four and a half and, uh, it's four. moved up now, uh, or it's moved back rather to, uh, to four, four, four and a half. Yeah. So yeah, there is, um, the Los Angeles has got a dog value, low total in this game, short road dog of my, there's a lot of things pointing to a big bounce up, uh, bounce back effort, I think for the San Diego chargers against a, Let's face it, a Bears team, I think the defense, uh, the key to the defense is keep them on the field. I think we figured that out, right? And they don't. most teams don't even have to do anything about it. Just let Trubisky be Trubisky. They're going to try to run the ball. Uh, they're getting a little healthier on the Chargers. I do think the Chargers come with a whole lot of value this week, Dane. It would be something that I would rather get before it gets to that key number. If you can get it above a field goal, I would hop on the Chargers as a uh, as a road dog this week. I definitely think they're live, and the Jets are not as bad as they looked last week. And again, Gardner Minshew against Greg Williams' defense, uh, minus six on the road. Yeah, Dan, give me the value all day there. I'll I'll be taking the uh, I'll be taking the Jets as well. 
You know, and this is interesting, Joe, and you know how much I love the Chargers, right? I've been on mm -hmm. the Chargers. I've been a Charger backer for a long time yep. now. I think there's big differences in the Jets and the Chargers. I really do. Mm. And here's what it is. The perception of the Jets right now is most based mostly because of who their opponent was on Monday. Mm. The difference of the Chargers right now for me is about what the Chargers are. Okay, so when you see that, yes, they're going to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's a lot different than New England, I, I think it's more possible that the Jets will look like they did against Dallas now that they have Jacksonville. To me, I'm going to chalk that up a lot of it to Tom mm. Brady and the damn New England Patriots. Okay, right. but with the Chargers, I'm chalking it up to things that I'm seeing with the Chargers. You know, the Chargers can't stop the run. The Chargers are force feeding Melvin Gordon. That's not about that opponent. Right. So then my concerns for the tra the Chargers travel with them week to week. My concerns with the Jets travel less because I thought it was New England. So I will like the Jets plus six a lot more than I like the Chargers plus four this week. Well, the Chargers fit into a whole lot of uh, a, a whole lot of situational uh, spots here that favor yeah. who they are right now at two and five, especially this year being a a dog with a low total on the road, six points or less uh, alone this year, 33 and 17, 67 percent against the number this year. Uh, and it opened up at five. So it's down to four and a half. It, it's going to keep going that way because who the hell trusts the Bears uh, to right. be able to put up enough points uh, and uh, I do think they're going to be a little bit. I think the Chargers at this point, no, it's, it's do or die. Still. I think the it's Chargers do or are die not now. Scoring. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the Chargers, well, they scored 20 some odd points. They should have had more, actually. They should have had 20 some yeah. points against a Tennessee defense that is, is comparable to what they're going to see here with Chicago, only they've uh, given up less points than what Chicago has the last couple of weeks. Um, so I, I find it an interesting matchup, but again, how much longer before the Chicago bears are riding off of what they did last year before the market adjusts and realize this offense ain't what it was last year. The brakes ain't falling all their way. Like it did last year. There's serious questions on that offensive line. Yeah. There's a lot going on with Chicago right now, as is, you know, the, the New York jets does nobody. It's amazing to me. Nobody's. Gardner Minshew somehow is should be a touchdown favorite against uh, the I New know. York. I, I, I don't. I disagree with it. You know, I it's disagree crazy. with it. You're right. I will say this, Joe. The last three games, the Chargers have scored 20, 17, and 13 points in their last three games since Melvin Gordon has been back there. But when we come to, um, you know, that Jets-Jags game, I, you're right. To me also, listen, remember Sam Donald, that was his second game back from missing a month. You know, right. it's almost like people kind of need – he may need training camp. I know he looked great right out the gate against Dallas. So you're saying, hey, he was able to do it then. And that's right. true. You know, and that's absolutely true. But, you know, it, it does take some time to round into form. Gardner Minshew may see the clock ticking also. Didn't Nick Foles return to practice? Um, I think correct. this week he's starting to get ready to go. So I, I – I think you're right, Joe. I think the Jets' defense will have a chance, will look a lot different against Jacksonville than they did against New England also. Yep. So for me, a lot of things just went bad there. Like that, This was one of those games that you kind of throw the game film away. And yes. so if people are going to give me value on the line the following week because of recency bias, mm -hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, and jump all over it, guys, because it's uh, – it, it's... 
at some point there's going to be some buyback there because people are going to go, yeah, right, you you got to be kidding me here. Uh, but there's a lot of games like that, including some big games. You got San Francisco taking on Carolina. You got Oakland, Houston. You got some opportunities here. Monitor what's uh, what's going on. Uh, this weekend, because there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of market deficiencies coming up val- uh, with uh, perception versus reality, especially yeah. at this point in the season. But all right, let's talk about some of our make it rain plays of the day. Hit us. Bavona. Let's do it. Hey, Bavona. Come and play with us. It's your make it rain plays of the day. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. All right, we'll start World Series Game 2. Houston, Verlander on a mound, taking on Strasburg and the Nats. Of course, the Nats uh, shocked the world, beat Cole last night. They're up one game to none. Numbers, Danes, very close to what we got there. Minus 180, minus 185 for the Astros, plus 160 for Strasburg and company. The over total has moved a little bit, seven and a half. Where are you leaning in uh, in game two and tonight in the World Series? Yeah, I'm going to take first five, and I'm going to take the Washington Nationals. All right, I have seen I have seen Verlander get hit a little bit lately. All right, and I like what I'm seeing out of Strasburg, so I will go with the first five innings, and I can get the Washington Nationals plus 180 in the first five innings, and I like that number. So I'll take Strasburg and the Nats plus first five. Like that. I do think uh, tonight is going to be a, uh, a different feel than last night. I uh, I do expect this game to be uh, runs are going to come at a premium. I have a feeling tonight with these two guys on the mound. So I'm going to lean the over tonight as it's uh, you gave me an extra point than you did last night at seven and a half. Uh, I'll take it. I do think this is going to be three, one, three, two, somewhere along those lines. So I'll lean to the under in this game tonight. Uh, but the association also full slate in the association. Dane, I don't yep. know if you're looking at uh, any of these games like Boston, yeah. Philadelphia, or is there a game on the board you uh, you peeked at that you said, yeah, this uh, intrigues me? It does, and call me a homer, but I'm looking at these Brooklyn Nets tonight in Barclays. Ooh, that building damn. is going to be nuts. And don't forget, listen, I know about Kyrie and all, but don't forget mm. about, you know, your Karis Leverts, your Allens, your Dinwiddies. These guys are good. These guys were like the five seed before mm-hmm. Kyrie last year. You add the energy at Barclays. I'm going to listen to you, Joe, and I'm going to put half of it on the spread, half of it on the money line. That good. means Brooklyn Nets minus three and a half on the spread and minus 150. 155 on the money line. I think the Nets get off to a good start against Minnesota, who's got to go on the road and face a hostile Brooklyn crowd. I love, um, I, I do like the Boston Philadelphia game. I love the total in this game. I love it to go way over the 215 11. points here. Or what is it at? 211 now? 211. Yeah, no, I way, 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 way. Listen, Boston doesn't have uh, Kyrie. I get it. Uh, they also don't have Harford, which is going to help. Um, it, it, that's a little less scoring going on it's for like the, the uh, yeah, they, it's going to be exactly. So I do think Kemba is going to come out firing here tonight. Philadelphia right. was fifth in the league in scoring last year. And I, I get, they don't have Jimmy, but man, they got some guys that can just flat out ball. And I do think, uh, pace is also going to be impressive here. Both of these teams are going to want to try and go up tempo. 
I do see a lot of point, a lot of points being scored in this game. Uh, Enos Cantor is maybe the biggest guy on that team right now, which isn't saying much. Uh, that is a big downgrade defensively from what Al Horford brought to the table last year. Expect, expect this game to be in the 220s. Uh, 211, uh, plenty of value there. I'm going to go over in this. Yeah. Listen, Utah has also added a lot of pieces, a lot of mm. players, and Oklahoma City got stripped clean, right? Yep. Now the Thunder go to Utah tonight for a season opener. Nine is a lot of points, but I'm not scared by it. I'm not scared nope. by it. I think Utah is one of the top four teams in the West, and Oklahoma City has hit the reset button. Uh, I think Utah, same kind of thing, at home also, and that's one of those big home court advantages. I like Utah. I'd lay the points with the Jazz. I like that. I like that. And I'm going to go the NYK tonight, guys. Give me really? the damn points uh, on the yes. road there. In uh, Yeah, give me the points. Give me these uh, upstart New York Knicks to shock the world here tonight. Come out with a victory and start the year 1-0 and only need now 26 more wins for my over ticket uh, to hit on the season with the Knicks. I think they come out on fire. Give me the damn Knicks. Give me the Knicks tonight getting 10 points. Uh, oh, getting the 10. I thought you were just doing it because they're plus 420 on the money line and you just wanted to get high, Joe. I'll take the points. That's what it sounded like to I'll me. I'll take the points. I, right, I cool. think they can win. I think they can win, but I'll take the points. Give me the 10. Sure. I and think when the Knicks said, are going to come out firing tonight. Right. Firing, and, man. And when yeah. you said NYK, I thought yeah. you slipped and really meant NYCFC, baby. Now, are you betting that game? at home? Are you, Joe, are you betting that? They're only minus 120. All right, they're only minus 120. And guess what, Joe? It's a playoff game. So the tie doesn't in is not in play. All right, so give me minus play. 120 for NYCFC. Let's go. Vamos, oh, boy. Love this, man. All right, what time is that game going off? That soccer game, by the way. 7 o'clock at City Field. At City Field. And they're only a short the number lost, they, Even though the Yankees lost, they didn't have enough time to prep the damn stadium. So they're going right. to City Field. When they win tonight, though, they'll be back at the stadium for the Eastern Conference uh, final next week. I love it. Well, it's a, it's going to be a, a fun night. Champions League the... soccer as well. We got to yeah, get Champions Charles League also. Big time Champions yeah. League. Yeah, Barcelona in action tonight. Soccer, uh, NBA, World Series, and then, of course, getting ready. Uh, we'll have an awful lot of, oh, I don't know, um, football coming up. College. A heavyweight conference matchup in college. Big, big time. Big time. I like this big, uh, big uh, die NFL matchups this week. Crapper, get off the pot. It's about that time of the season. So. All right, good luck no matter which way you decide to go. Morning after his next day, I'll be back tomorrow breaking it all down for you. Make it rain, people. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. What you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't Joe, if you read a transcript of what he said there, I don't think you'd have that big of an issue. 
on it. You know, like the words he just said were all technically true, right? Like we, neither team is who they want to be yet, blah, blah, blah. A lot of it was coach speak, no problem. For me mm. with LeBron, he's almost crossed that threshold of just being like so aloof and thinking he's above it all a little too much. Like he knows so much more than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like we're bothering him to ask him mm. the question. And that's right. where I think my, my thing is with LeBron. Because like – Technically, the words he said were okay and true, you know? It's like the same thing that a Bill Belichick would say or a Derek Jeter would say. Like I am, But it's kind of the way he does it that is really off-putting. I, I just think it feels entitled and aloof and, and kind of above it all, and that's the problem for me, Joe. But you're right. Anthony Davis, 8 for 21. LeBron, 7 for 19. Like that, And a lot of that coming inside also, that's what's going to have to happen. And when you look at, and when you look at the Clippers— for me, like, they're deep, Joe. This is without Paul George, right? Mm -hmm. But when you can have two guys that are in the top five uh, odds of six man of the year voting in Montrose Harrell and Lou Williams, you know, and they're going to be able to rely on that all season long. And, yep, they were able to clamp down uh, later on in the game. Yeah, new team uh, also. You're right, LeBron. Only their bench scored 60 points. Yeah. 60. 6-0 on your new team. All right. So they didn't have a problem shooting. Right. But I, I find it hilarious. Maybe they were gelling now. instead of filming movies over the summer. Exactly. Listen, I get it. It's game one. You're going to play it down. Nobody is crowning a champion sure. after one game. But the truth is context matters, my friend, because the idea that you weren't going into that game looking to run them over and send a message is totally the 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 idea that it was ah oh, we're just you know we're working on things bull crap you wanted to go in there and steamroll them and prove to everybody you're kings of L.A. Well guess what you got somebody got steamrolled on that court only it wasn't uh, Kawhi and company sixty damn points yeah, the off the bench like are you and without Paul George yeah mm -hmm. okay let me let me know how that works uh, let me know how that works out this year I, I think there is disappointment. They're going to win their share of games because of the mismatch nightmare there, uh, provided everyone stays healthy. But quite honestly, with that bench for the Lakers, like, Catavius Pope had no points and right. five fouls. Like, seriously, right. dude? Like, where where's the points coming from?